2: I mean, right in my wheelhouse, right? A little Van Halen. Of course, Van Hagar right there, right? Sammy. Not uh, David Lee Roth. It's okay. It's uh, Eddie. It's Alex. It's right here. It's right now. It is playoff time here in Buffalo. It is a Buffalo football Monday. Not a reaction show. A preview show here on the Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio with you. I'm jacked up, man. I am fired up. Ready to rock and roll. After everything we went through this week, all the debate about the whether the game should be moved, not moved, the game actually being moved, postponed the weather, hopefully everybody's safe out there. Here we go. It's about football now. Now we're playing football. Now it's time to get after it. Bills Steelers, 4.30 p.m. kickoff today. We got you covered all day today here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Sabres do play at noon today. All the Sabres coverage, the game itself. Going to be on our sister station, The Bet 1520. So make sure you tune over there if you want that. In the meantime, we'll have you covered for Bills game day here. It's a Bills game day. It's a Buffalo football Monday here. It's the extra point show. We got a lot going on round table at 2 p.m. So everything on the table today for you on. A Buffalo Football Monday Extra Point show. And it's presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care. By Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. And by Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. Right here, right now. I mean, it fits with Marv, right? Where else would you rather be? Right here, right now. What else did he used to say? When it's too rough for them, too tough for them, would he say? It's just right for us? Too cold for them? I think that's what he said. Too cold for them? It's just right for us? Whatever it is. We're used to this, right? I mean, yes, I know yesterday would have been extremely challenging. That's why it didn't happen. But today, this cold weather, we've seen cold, we've done cold. And we'll know exactly what the weather is for you driving to the stadium, for you during the stadium, and for you coming home with our guy, Patrick Hammer. We are not going to waste any time today on the Extra Point Show, going to head out, to the Western Hotline right now, WGRZ-TV2 Chief Meteorologist Patrick Hammer joins me on this Buffalo Football Monday right at the top of the show. All right, Pat, happy weekend to you. I mean, happy uh, Bill's Game Day to you. Hope you had a great weekend. I know you had a very busy weekend. Thanks for all your information. Mm-hmm. How you doing this morning, and, and, and what are we looking at today after all this?
3: Yeah, well, kind of got off to a super early start because when I woke up this morning at 1230 just on a whim, and I look out. And the snow band is still over the stadium. I'm like, oh my goodness. And um I'm like, well, I might as well let's let's hit the road now. And I drove by the stadium at about a little after two AM and it was thumping still. Um heavy snow that has since lifted to the north. And is situated uh, right over uh, Lackawanna. but I got to say, you made that comment. Had the game been played, had the game been played yesterday, it wouldn't have been played. It, would, it was impossible. I went down to the yep. stadium at kickoff, one p.m., and it was a blizzard. I mean, no doubt about it. It was a blizzard. It, it was unplayable. I know we've played in snow before. It was worse by a lot, in my opinion, than the twenty seventeen. Um, snow game against the uh, Colts because you had the wind yeah. element. You could. It was just it, anyway. It's it just
2: it was such. What, a, what, what, what constitutes officially a blizzard?
3: Thirty-five mile an hour winds and a quarter mile visibility or less in blowing snow or falling snow for three consecutive hours. Okay. Okay. That is technically a blizzard. You can have blizzard-like conditions which isn't technically a blizzard it's just like you had those conditions for let's say 10 minutes or 30 minutes right this was you know we don't have uh, an official like spotter there to I was there long enough <laughs> to know that it was a blizzard um because the the conditions were like that from about 11:30 um until sundown and then the right. band kind of, you know, lifted to the north, and then it, it, it reformed. And, and I was like, the, and the band is doing what we thought it would do, um, but it just took a li- which is to move to the north. It just took a right. little bit longer. Now, which presents a little bit of a challenge, because now there's a lot more snow that crews have to uh, remove from the stadium. And, um, you know, according to uh, officials that I've spoken to, the, there's a lot of work to do, especially on the uh, upper yeah. bowl uh, with a lot of snow.
2: All right, we'll get to that. Let me get a couple house cleaning items in here. First of all, the voice you're hearing is Patrick Hammer, WGRZ TV2 chief meteorologist, joins me here on the Extra Point Show on a Buffalo Football Monday. Sal Capaccio here. And, of course, you can watch us live on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash WGR550. You won't see Pat. You're going to hear his voice, all right? But you'll see me on there as we do every single Monday. Also, if you want the latest on the weather and the news side of what's happening here, and that includes the game and the situation – of course, we have full coverage for you on WBEN News Radio 930. So we want to just make sure everybody's getting their information as best they can from wherever they can. But right now, we have Pat on to tell us about today. So where do we stand right now as far as people traveling to the game, where they may be coming from, south or north? I'm coming from the city. I'm coming from north. And then during the game itself, what it looks like.
3: Okay. So this band of snow is going to be situated right over Buffalo pretty much for the rest of the day. It eventually will make it up into the Wandas, maybe Grand Island, by later this afternoon and evening. If you are traveling, I would highly recommend, apparently the Skyway is now open, but Route okay. 5, especially near uh, Tiff Street, um, that snow whips right off the lake. Visibility is near zero. It is a dangerous drive. I would avoid that if you are, let's say, heading down there, you know, in the next few hours. Um, The other routes are far more doable once you get south of a Lackawanna, which, by the way, they're building a glacier in Lackawanna. The snow, just real quick, snow total reports in the last 24 hours, Uh, Blaisdell 36 inches, Lackawanna thirty-one inches; West Seneca, thirty-seven inches; uh, twenty-nine wow. inches in the Orchard Park area. Derby, the official winner, at forty-one inches of snow. If
2: you're, is there still a driving ban in Lackawanna?
3: Those, I think there may the be driving bans have been dropped at, and no, they were dropped at nine. Okay, thank you, thank you, thanks for um, clearing that up. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the, um, but that was for Chtewaga. I, I do need to check on. Um,
2: I'll check. and I, I didn't mean to put you in that position, Lackawanna. but you were no, mentioning no. Lackawanna, and people have to drive through there, go to the game. I don't know what the situation is there. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I'm looking it up as we speak. Um, the um, driving ban I know in um, uh, Chikawaga was lifted, but it's okay. the other one yeah. that I got to check. Um, I'll do that while we're talking. That's okay. Um, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. That's all right.
3: The, um, apparently, it looks like the Lackawanna is still in place. Yep. Um, OK, OK. All right. So uh, if you are traveling, you are um, just avoid the Lackawanna area. Go, you know, <laughs> go uh, take the far uh, eastern routes. Um, the snow is going to continue. But again, once you get out of the city, once you get out of South Buffalo, once you get out of Cheektowaga, out of Elma, um, out of Marilla, every place south of there is pretty much all clear for newly fallen snow. Of course, there could be a little bit of blowing snow because a lot fell overnight, but there shouldn't be any travel issues heading to the game once you get out of kind of the, the first ring uh, southern uh, south town suburbs, of uh, Buffalo. Um, and again, this band is going to continue to migrate a little farther to the north. So north towners will have to navigate the snow let's call it core punch. (laughs) They punch through this band and once you get out of it, you're fine. Um, And the conditions for the game itself look cold, but we've lost the wind and we've lost the snow. Um, So this, a little reminiscent of the bills. Perfect game against new England with a shirtless, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. (laughs) That is uh, (laughs) so right. If this is a, you know, we're set up for a, a pretty good game weather-wise, except it's just going to be cold. Uh, kickoff temperature, 18 degrees, wind chills in these single digits, so not quite as cold as that New England
2: game. And what, what are we looking at for wind?
3: Yeah, it, there's going to be a breeze, but the wind yesterday was 30 to 40. Um, the wind today will be 10 to 15 Um, Could there be a random gust to 20? Yeah, but this is a a very manageable breeze.
2: Okay, people coming back from the game, where will the band be at, let's say, 7.30, 8 o'clock?
3: 7.30, 8 o'clock, the snow band will have weakened, but it still will be there. It will likely be over um, Grand Island, North Tonawanda. Uh, maybe up towards uh, you know Pendleton, uh, so it'll be up there, but it will have weakened and okay. shouldn't cause any uh, travel issues. Uh, there's going to be no you know no more travel bans or closures or anything like that. <clears throat> but until then, this band is going to be pretty stout and will produce snow over the Buffalo Metro. But again, coming home. I think the worst of it is well gone. It's, it's, it's a lighter snow by then. And it will definitely be, you know, there is no more snow for, for, for the orchard park area for the rest of the day into uh, game time and through
2: game time. Okay. And then uh, two more before I let you go. Sabres game at noon downtown. People are maybe Uh, getting ready to leave for that. Maybe in the next 45 minutes or so, they'll head down there, 11 o'clock hour. How does that look in and out of downtown?
3: I'm just advising for those that are leaving Soon, but the the Route Five route um, is just I've I've done that drive with that snow coming off the lake and it can be very dangerous and we just looked at some traffic cameras there and and it's near whiteout in spots. Um, okay. So once you get you know into the it's going to be snowing. It's going to be a snowy uh, late morning, early afternoon. Um, the snow might even be heavy. It's not going to be that windy. It's not going to be like it was. Uh, uh, leaving the uh, game Saturday night, um, okay. the, you know, which was the winds were just howling, but it will be snowing. The good news is, is that area didn't pick up a ton of snow, uh, you know, over the last 24 hours, you know, there's like six to eight inches of it in and around the arena and parking spots around there. So you don't have to navigate too much snow, but right now it is snowing steadily and it will likely in downtown right now. It is a steady, uh snow. I wouldn't call it terribly heavy. I know, but I'm
2: saying downtown when you say it I'm saying I'm asking where downtown it's a steady oh, snow. I'm sorry. Downtown I
3: am looking at the window <laughs> where we are and right. I'm looking at other cameras that are positioned one near Seneca Tower, one near um the skyway uh right near the arena and it is snowing. Yes.
2: Okay. And then what about we are not counting chickens here everybody. I just want to make sure everybody knows. But let's just peek ahead. We know next week is Sunday at 6.30 p.m. if the Bills win at home. If, because of everything that happened this week, are we looking at any sort of weather event potential?
3: Leading up to the days before the game, yes. The game itself, no. The forecast for Sunday, day itself is is partly sunny, still cold. We're in the low 20s, um, but no snow. There will be a lot of snow in the vicinity between now and Saturday, especially uh, we have another lake effect event shaping up for the middle of the week. Okay. But it will all, this, this entire winter, winter in a week, let's call it, will be uh, winding down Saturday and on Sunday we're just cold.
2: Okay. Well, let's hope we get to next week. And we get a chance to talk to you about it. So, bottom line is, whether you're going to the Sabers game or you're going to the Bills game, be extra cautious, extra careful. Give yourself more time. I mean, that's the best way to say it. Anywhere you go,
3: yeah. And, and also, if you are, just remember, this is not a wide band. So, if you are in the snow, just know that it's it's not like this over a large chunk of real estate. This is a narrow band that is literally from Lackawanna to about Black Rock in North Buffalo and it extends East, but not as far as it did yesterday. It's, you know, it's into Williamsville. It's into Chikawaga, but uh, this it's, it's still coming down pretty good and it will for the next couple of hours in the city.
2: All right, buddy, stay in touch. I know you'll be texting me. I'll be on the pregame show, the round table. We'll keep everybody updated as best we can. Thank you so much. All right, Sal, have fun tonight. All right. Thank you. Pat Hammer, WGRZ TV Two chief. 803-0550. Meteorologist. 803 0550. Let's fire up the phones. You got me here until 11, Joe, 11 till 12. And then we're going to have uh, Zach and Josh take it over, right? Josh, I, I believe that's what it's going to be. I think at noon that today. I think that's the case. Okay. Thank you. And uh, we got you covered all day today here on WGR. Once again, Sabres, they will be on the bet 1520. All right. Let's fire it up. John and Elma. Hi, John. Thanks for being patient. What's up?
4: Yeah, no problem. I've had this question for a long time with the bills of uh, the flooring, the you know, the landscape, how they built the floor, the run on, and I haven't never got a good answer and I was hoping maybe you or somebody in W G R can get a good answer. And the question really is does does the field that they just recently put in a couple years ago, does it really have a good resiliency to rain, to snow, to ice? And is there heating elements underneath the floor of the running game so that people that are running you know, don't have to worry about a frozen field? So I'm kind of concerned or wondering what is the actual condition of the field for today it's been uh, snowing you know it's, it who knows could rain tomorrow tonight rather and uh, I mean it's not going to rain the tonight. Field situated? No yeah. I know. Yeah, so John let me how is Yeah, the, I got you. Great question. Great question. Let
2: me Yeah, let me answer you best I can, okay? So right now, the stadium they play on, the current Highmark Stadium, to my knowledge, unless something was installed this summer, does not have any sort of heating underneath. It okay? doesn't have a heating element. A lot of these stadiums do. It does not. It wasn't built that way. They don't have that. However, what they do is they put a tarp over the field. So when the snow and comes down for the last few days, it's been tarped. All right? So you're not getting the elements throughout the last few days sitting on the field. During the game, Sure. We've seen it. We saw last year in the Miami game, the snow. We saw in the Cincinnati playoff game, the snow. But today, that's not going to be the case. It's going to be cold, but you just heard Pat Hammer. There's no precipitation coming during the game, really. We shouldn't have any snow. Maybe a light flurry or two here or there, but that shouldn't matter. Now, the new stadium they're building, John, across the street, that will have a heating element underneath, like Lambeau Field does, basically, where it heats the ground, it heats the grass. It'll be a grass stadium, so that will help with when that you know precipitation especially snow and freeze you know hits the field so to your concern about what the field conditions will be i mean obviously i don't think it's gonna be perfect but it is a tarp that's going to keep it dry until they have to play and then from there i don't think we're expecting any precipitation
4: okay uh that's great but what about you know just between you and me you know uh Uh, What kind of spikes should the players use? (laughs) What kind of spikes should they use?
2: Well, it's not just between you and me because you are on the radio. I just want you to know that, John. All right. Uh, I don't really know the exact details, but they'll have all that figured out. And obviously last year we saw against Cincinnati, there were players slipping. We've seen people slip on this turf on both the Bills and the opponent for, you know, times before. It, It happens. Last year. Um, you know, against Cincinnati, footing seemed to be an issue at times. So these are things they're thinking about, talking about, leading up to the game. But again, I want to reiterate: it doesn't feel like, it doesn't look like, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a footing. It's going to be a precipitation on the field issue in this game. Good question. Next next field they build will have that that heater underneath. Mike in Tampa is up next. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. You're on WGR.
5: Hey, how you doing? Uh, Long time listener, uh, living in living in Tampa. I'm a big fan of the, the Bucks and the uh lightning, but they're my one B. The Bills and the Sabres are my one A and um I'm really psyched up about this game. And I, I could feel the energy from Sal. It's what a breath of fresh air. I was feeling some angst uh with the previous um program and um so but um, one thing I wanna I want to uh point out is um I'm kind of concerned that uh, that Steelers fans are going to be there in force. I mean, there's like an opening where, you know, perhaps the Bills fans have said, Oh, I'm going to sell the tickets. This is too, this is a bridge too far, whatever. But I'm an ex military guy did 29 years. I was uh, mobilized for three times and deployed twice for conflicts. And, um, and it, it, you know, when you got a situation like this, like communications great, like have you guys having um, the hammer on and uh, getting the information out. It it sounds like this game's a go for fans. So oh yeah, 100%. the mafia, the mafia's got to show up, Sal. Um, yeah,
2: well, listen, Mike, let me let me please. let me say this. I'll I'll say it a couple ways. First of all, more than anything, above anything, thank you for your service. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for your service, my man. Okay, You're that's welcome. number one. Thank you. Secondly, I will tell you. Yes. Steelers fans travel, man. I mean, when you have a game here, we had a game here a few years ago. I remember Le'Veon Bell in the snow beating the Bills. Like, there were a lot of Steelers fans here. That was during the drought. Obviously, they hadn't made the playoffs. Um, Last year, yeah, they came in full force, but the Bills put them away pretty early. Didn't matter. Now, all that said, the Steelers are a great traveling fan base. They are a national brand, and it's not that far away. But, Mike, I mean, that's a... I don't know how many Steelers fans in Pittsburgh are making a travel up here, the travel considering the weather that they knew they would encounter and the fact that the game has been moved to a Monday. Now, you may have fans already here, but you'll still... I wouldn't worry about them overrunning the stadium. It's not like suddenly they're going to be like, hey, let's take the three and a half hour trip because the weather's a lot clearer and Bills fans are selling them their tickets. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think it's going to be less Bills fans and it's going to be less Steelers fans than you'd normally see. You'll probably see less people go. But at the same time, it's going to be all there's going to be tens and tens of thousands of people. I don't know if you'll see 70,000 there, but it'll be mostly Bills fans. I don't think you have to worry about that. I don't think Steelers fans are suddenly just coming up to Buffalo making the trip uh, through the snow and the weather. You know what I mean?
5: Right, right. I, you know, so, I, I know that's a, a tough, tough drive, but you don't. I
2: know Steelers fans. I've, I've hung out. and I've I do, too. Been in some well, there's Bills fans. Bills know. fans decide the same thing. You know, if they can make it, they're going to make it. You know what I mean?
5: Uh, you know, so far, so far, I think that the uh, the local authorities. I know you've you've had the public works guys on and um, uh, different agencies that um, you know clear the clear the roads and, and provide all the amenities that you need to get to a game. Like maybe even they're still like putting up. I heard they're going to have shuttles and things like that. Perhaps. I, I fans yeah. I
2: mean, I don't know, Mike, like Mike, I'll just say it this way. But again, if you're worried about Steelers fans. Bills fans can make the game, too, and they live here. You know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't be as worried as you seem to be about it.
5: Right, right. I just, okay, I'm, I'm not that worried about it, but I, I want I to see the Mafia in force. And I, I don't know yep. if it's like uh, you've got a liability, uh, you know, from the station to promote people coming to the game, you know, because, you know, it's, it's kind of a serious situation. But, but uh, I like your spirit, Sal. Let's, let's get the Mafia. Let's, what, how does Kyle Brandt say? He says, um, "Get on board or pony up." Or he's got that one thing where he's like,
2: he, "Yeah, he, I, I, just, yeah, mafia." Yeah, that's right. I don't know, but Mike, there's no. I don't know what you mean about liability. I mean, I don't know about li- I don't know what that means. All I know is there's a game today, and we're going to tell everybody that the Bills fan, if you can make it out there, cheer your head off. So there you go. All right. So that's that. That's how I would say that. Thanks, Mike, for your service again. I appreciate the phone call. That is getting connected with our fans. It is brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. We still have all your Monday elements. We're going to do that. We'll get to our electric play of the game from yesterday's wild card weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll share with you the red zone stats, a little deeper look into the sidelines and some action, what's going on, getting ready for this game. That's what we'll bring you here on the Extra Point Show. And I think I should be able to get to sit up, stand down, and, hey, buddy, before I get out of here at 11 o'clock, then Joe takes over. It's the Extra Point Show on a Buffalo Football Monday on WGR. All right, back here on a Buffalo Football Monday. Extra Point Show, Sal Capaccio with you. I'll be here till 11. Sneaky Joe DiBiase takes over. I got to head down to the stadium. I'll have the roundtable for you today at 2 p.m. during Buffalo Bills game day. We got you covered all day here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Sabres game over on the Bet 1520. Let's get to our electric play of the game. Of course, it's not this game. Hopefully, a lot of electric plays from the Bills later on this afternoon. But how about yesterday afternoon? There already was. A seven seed upsetting a two seed. So if you if you told me that was going to happen this weekend, let's hope this is the only time it happened.
4: And he takes the snap, fakes the handoff, tight pocket.
2: How about the Green Bay Packers? That's our electric play of the game. A pick six from Darnell Savage off Dak Prescott. Our electric play of the game is brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. The Packers become the first ever seven seed. Yes, I know. It's only been three years, right? So one, two, three, four, seven, four games, I guess. First ever seven seed to beat a two seed in the NFL playoffs. That's what you have here today. Steelers seven rolling into town to take on the bills. The number two seed. This is it folks. The bills got what they wanted. The two seed you work all year to try and be at home for the playoffs. They are. Yes. You'd love the one seed. I understand that. Uh, the Ravens had a heck of a year. They've earned the one seed. The bills are the two seed best, uh, next best thing you can get. And now they're guaranteed home game here and if they win another home game next week that would be against the kansas city chiefs that would be sunday at 6 30 let's get through this one first and let's get through our phone calls let's go to mike in connecticut mike what's up you're on wgr how are you sal good buddy
5: good i'm in the hotel room with my dad we made an eight-hour trip from connecticut we got two questions for you Um, all right we we were just here against the patriots too so a lot of traveling for us um first off I saw that um, Leonard Fournette was not elevated off the practice squad. My question I have for you is, because he's on the practice squad, it seems as of the last, I don't want to say month, because I don't know the exact numbers, he's been getting called up and Latavius Murray has been more of a healthy scratch. Have the Bills considered just signing Leonard Fournette to the active 53 and releasing Latavius Murray, or is that not a possibility? My second question is, obviously the extra day with the game getting changed obviously helps guys that were banged up. I know there was no corner activated.
3: Where do you see Rasul in this mix? Thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks. No problem. I'll, I'll I'll address both of them here. Let's start with Leonard Fournette. It's a good question, Mike. The reason why Leonard Fournette was not elevated is the Bills are without Gabe Davis, which leaves them four healthy wide receivers. You can't go into a game with four healthy wide receivers. If one rolls an ankle early on, you're left with three. You just can't play like that. So they elevated Andy Isabella. So that's one. So that's one elevation. You only get two. I would suspect that maybe... Leonard Fournette would be elevated again, but they have a linebacker issue with injuries and injuries specifically, I should say, to Tyrell Dodson. So now you take Tyrell Dodson, you're starting Will Linebacker out of the mix. What does that mean? Baelin Spector probably has to start at Will Linebacker, considering what we saw last week, which now leaves what? Dorian Williams, Tyler Medakevich, you got to have. And then what about Terrell Bernard? You know, a backup for him. You got to have another linebacker. They side A.J. Klein this week for this Very purpose, and it looks like, you know, A.J. Klein. I don't know, I guess he'd be activated. He was elevated. That's your two. That leaves Leonard Fournette out of the mix. So the question you have is, seems like they were doing that. Remember, Latavius was only a healthy scratch one time, I believe, not twice. The other was for Ty Johnson when he was injured. I understand, totally understand, why Bills fans want to see uh, Leonard Fournette more and not Latavius Murray. But no, I do not see them signing Fournette to the active roster And releasing Murray. There's really no reason to do that when you can elevate Fournette. But you do get in a situation like this where it kind of hurts you. The other thing I'll say is, with Ty Johnson healthy this week, which he is, and he cleared concussion protocol, this running game has been good. I don't think, you know, Leonard Fournette was nice in a a pinch and short yardage and all that. I don't think it's a difference-making swap there. Latavius Murray, you'd love to see him. Maybe hit the hole a little harder than he did a few weeks ago, I guess, in a short yardage situation. But I don't think that's a possibility. I don't think that's something they're going to do. I don't think they're going to make that those roster gymnastics when you have unlimited elevations. So uh, that's number one. Number two, Rasul Douglas. Um, because Rasul Douglas, even if he doesn't play, you have Kyrie Elam to come off the bench. You already have him on the roster. You don't have to elevate him. You have to activate him. He's already there. He's been there. So their numbers will be the same because you're already inactivating, inactivating one boundary corner every week anyway, Mike. And, you know, I think with you'd love to have Rasul Douglas, of course. But if he's out, you just plug Kyrie Lehm in as a backup. Dane Jackson starts, everybody moves up. That at least alleviates your depth issue, even though it's not as talented, maybe. You're still with the numbers rolling there. So hopefully, Mike, that answers your question. Does that help? I hope that helps a little bit.
5: Thank you very much.
2: You got it, buddy. Stay safe. Thanks for taking the drive out here. Matt in San Antonio. What's up, Matt?
4: Hi. Um, We have, like, a few questions to ask. Like, okay. who's, the, who's the second best player for the Bills?
2: Ooh, I don't know. Um, I think Josh Allen's number one, right? I mean, who's the second best player? Normally, I'd say maybe Stefan Diggs. You know, lately, a as much production. Uh, Who else? Ed Oliver's having a great year. Who do you think it is?
4: I'm um, Stefan Baig.
2: All right. I can go. I can roll with that, Matt. What else,
4: buddy? You guys are on the radio,
2: man. Live it up. I love it. I love it. Is that it? You got any more questions? We appreciate you. You got it, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Matt, whoever, kids, awesome. San Antonio, Texas, representing Bill's Mafia out there. Walter up in Toronto. What's up, Walter? <laughs> Hey,
5: Sal, how are you? I got to tell you, you Western New Yorkers are a pretty hardy breed. Um, I was telling the screener that um, I think this is best-case scenario. Uh, By the time it's game time, um, it's it's, other than the cold, the conditions are going to be just fine for Allen to wield that ball. And, you know, even if our running games match up, I think think Allen is such a superior uh, quarterback than Rudolph that uh, that should be an advantage. But having said that, do you see Isabella getting some uh, targets today? I, I know they called him up late in the season, and, and I don't, I don't even know if he uh, got any targets. But uh, I'm wondering some of that short stuff, and he, he looked good in the preseason with that. Do you see that happening? Well, and uh, and all the best, Salah. Uh, stay warm today.
2: Yeah, you got it. Listen, I I think it, it's an interesting question, Walter, on what happens with Isabell and his role today. He is being elevated, but he's not Gabe Davis, right? To me. Trent Shurfield gets Gabe Davis's snaps and usage where they use them, how they use them, blocker, boundary, outside receiver. Isabella's more of the slot guy and Shakir. Shakir's been playing well. What I wouldn't be surprised at, Walter, is if maybe Isabella becomes your kick returner and you don't have to put that on Ty Johnson because if Ty Johnson just can clear concussion protocol, you take a little bit off him. Maybe that's what he becomes. And Isabella's more of a, you know, Break glass in case of emergency receiver because you only have four healthy going into the game or five now with him. So you just want to make sure you're set there. So uh, that's what I would say. Um, Yeah, and as far as the game being postponed with the weather, I thought the weather was the ultimate equalizer for the Steelers. But now it looks like this more actually favors the Bills, but you still got to go out there and execute uh, no matter what the situation is. Patrick Hammer texts me and says driving ban will be in Lackawanna expected to be lifted by 1 p.m. Driving ban in Lackawanna, expected to be lifted by 1 p.m. That's from Patrick Hammer just texted me a little while ago. All right, let's go to Joe in New York. Hi, Joe. What's up, brother? Happy uh, happy Monday. Yeah, happy game day.
1: um, Happy game day, brother. Um, So Steelers linebackers, right? So obviously losing Davis is, is big because he opens the field. But
4: do the Steelers
1: have the linebackers to, A, sort of cover the middle of the field, whereas maybe Knox and Kincaid can do some damage. And then, you know, I, I like your point about keeping Ty Johnson out there because of his explosive ability, right? You, you can get the three yards with Murray that you would get with Fournette, but can yeah. Ty Johnson maybe take advantage of that? Because that? I know they elevated yeah. Miles Jack. I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. <clears throat> so just wanted your thoughts on that. Well-
2: yeah, you got it. And it's a great question, Joe. I think that is an advantage for the Bills. Talking with some of the Pittsburgh media this week, Joe, that was one area they mentioned. They're not great in coverage. It's not the type of thing they do. Alandon Roberts is like their leading tackler. He's got over 100 tackles. You remember him from his New England days. He's not a cover linebacker, Alandon Roberts. Joe, he's more of a stationary run plugger type of linebacker. Highsmith, Alex Highsmith. Now, remember, they mostly run a 3-4. You have four linebackers there, but Alex Highsmith is more of a pass rusher, and they might rely on him to do that more with T.J. Watt even out. So, yeah, I think it's a great question, Joe, and I think it's a great point that maybe that's something the Bills can take advantage of today at the second level, just like they tried to last week against the Miami Dolphins. They made a couple mistakes as the game went on, but I thought that was an area where they were able to take advantage of the Dolphins and maybe they are able to take advantage today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back here. Got about uh, 15, 20 minutes left here in the Extra Point Show for me, but Joe's going to keep you going starting 11 o'clock. We'll take you up to the top of the hour next on WGR.
6: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Let's get to a couple of items here we need to. First, our injury update. It's a Barnes Firm injury report. Car crash? For help, call 1-800-8-MILLION. For the Bills, two players are out. We know that. That hasn't changed, even though the game has moved. Safety, Taylor, Rapp. So what does that mean? It means that Cam Lewis essentially becomes your third safety for the Buffalo Bills. So when they go to dime packages, you could still put Jordan Poyer up at the linebacker level. Cam Lewis comes in. And I've been singing Cam Lewis's praises For a while, but especially this year. I think he's played fantastic when called upon this year. I don't think you lose much there from a um, football, especially knowing the defense, right? Knowing the defense standpoint, um, understanding what is expected. The issue when you have Cam Lewis, your third safety, is if something were to happen to Taron Johnson, he has to go play nickel, and then you have to switch up even more. So, DeMar Hamlin's probably going to be active today, I would guess, as your fourth safety. That'll be special teams, but that's what that means, Taylor Rapp being out. And it is a loss, for sure. Because you put more on other guys on special teams, because Cam Lewis will probably have to play a little bit more on defense. But we'll see. He can still play special teams as well, obviously. Um, second one is Gabe Davis. And we talked about it earlier. I think Trent Sherfield probably gets most of Gabe's snaps and usage. But, you know, we'll see exactly how that shakes out. Andy Isabella has been elevated. We'll see where that goes is what his role is today. <coughs> Questionable. Tyrell Dodson and Rasul Douglas. The fact they elevated A.J. Klein tells me maybe Tyrell Dotson can't give it a go, but we'll see. We will have, let's see, 4.30 is the game, so that means 2.50, right? I'm sorry, 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 90 minutes before the game is when we will have 3 o'clock. Sorry, why am I doing that? 3 o'clock is when we'll have the inactive list come out officially uh, for both teams. And Rasul Douglas, I mean, hey, you never know. Maybe they have Kyrie Lam, uh, as far as depth is concerned, uh, to activate where they haven't been activating him on game day. For the Steelers, that is a really, really big loss. Obviously, T.J. Watt—he's really the only one I think that's been declared out. I have to look again, but he's the most significant one and very, very big blow for the Steelers. Not having T.J. Watt, and we'll see if the Bills can, you know, take advantage of a lesser pass rush. Nineteen, nineteen sacks that guy has this year. So that's our Barnes from injury report. Car crash for help? Call one eight hundred eight million. Extra point for the sidelines. Brought to you by Catholic Health. Catholic Health—the right way to care. I mean. The sidelines are one thing today. It's the seats. What are you going to do when you get there and there's snow all over your seats? They've been shoveling. They've been shoveling the walkways. They've been doing their best. People are out there. Amazing that people went there to try and clear off, and we've seen some of the crazy videos from fans. I get it. I mean, first of all, thank you for anybody who's out there trying to do that, trying to help out, trying to clear off seats, trying to clear off aisles, walkways, whatever. There's still going to be a lot of snow in the stands. It's going to be, you know, a, a winter wonderland a lot of ways in the seats. Don't be throwing snowballs on the field. Don't do that today, all right, no matter what happens. But enjoy it. If you have to stand up, stay. that's okay because you can stay warm, standing up. I wonder what the scene is going to be. So, honestly, this is the first time I've ever done an extra point from the sidelines wondering and looking ahead to what the sidelines are, not looking back at what the sidelines were. Today, 4.30 p.m., what's it going to look like inside that stadium? The country is waiting to know the country wants to know what's it look like inside that stadium we're going to find out that's going to be uh, the games on CBS television but of course right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network all right I got to pull these up but let's get to our red zone stats our red zone stats as always are brought to you by tops friendly markets rush to the tops red zone for winning savings. The bills have not been very <coughs> very good in the red zone. Over the last few weeks offensively, they were like number one or number two in the NFL in red zone percentage, scoring touchdowns in the red zone up until recently. Let's look where they are. Regular season. Okay. Regular season offense they're sixth. They were, I think they went four for their last 10, two for five, two for five, back to back weeks. Can't do that today. Folks got to score in the red zone. Got to take advantage. Put this team away. Put the Steel- If you could make the Steelers one-dimensional and make them throw, that would obviously go away from what they normally want to do. That would be great. Don't get down, get up, score in the red zone. Bills are 6th in the red zone offensively, 63%. They were 1 or 2 in the red zone up until the last two games of the regular season. All right, The Pittsburgh Steelers in the red zone this year. Let's find them. 27th overall. For a team that loves to run the ball and be physical, they haven't been great in the red zone. 47.6%, 27th in the NFL. Let's look at defensively. The Bills in the red zone defensively, 17th. Not great. That was a big big drop during the middle of the season after their injuries to Milano and Trey White and uh Daquan Jones. They 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 came back a little bit with it. It was in the mid 20s, but it's still not great. 17th in the red zone on defense this year. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, red zone defense, 5th. It's tough to score on them. 5th in the red zone for Pittsburgh. The Bills have to do a better job in the red zone than they have the last two weeks. It's going to be challenging against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That is our TOPS red zone. Our red zone stats brought to you by TOPS Friendly Markets. Rush to the TOPS red zone for winning savings. I didn't do sit up, stand down. What should we do? I'll do something real quick. Maybe I'll get to Hey Buddy next week. I mean, on Wednesday. So here's the plan let's hope the Bills win. I get off tomorrow. Joe's in. We move on to Wednesday. It's a normal week, right? If not, I'm down at the stadium for a locker cleanout. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that going on tomorrow, right? In the meantime, so that, so you know what, I'm going to save. Hey, buddy, for Wednesday. Confident that I'm going to go back in here on Wednesday and have a buddy for the week. But we can still get to sit up and stand down. What do we get to? Oh, I know. Let's sit up. Let's sit up on Bill Belichick, maybe coaching the Dallas Cowboys. I think it could happen. I think it could happen. I think they. I. I do think Jerry Jones is going to move on from Mike McCarthy after listening to him last night. It'd be surprising to me right now as I sit here if he stays, unless I've seen anything different, Josh. I don't think there's been a decision or anything said from Jones definitively on he's staying or going. Right? I haven't seen anything like that.
1: I since last don't night. think so.
2: I know Ian Rappaport was talking about it, where it was like it could be
1: hours, it could be a day, it could be a night. Like it. It seems like it's going to be very soon,
2: but there's no like timetable. There's no rumblings or yeah. anything yet. Yeah, I think um, I think he's going to move on from him, and I do think Bill Belichick would become a very, very um, logical name there. I tweeted out last night: When do we start tracking Belichick's plane halftime? I mean, when whatever you know what I mean by you know, whoever's flying him somewhere. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I, that's what I want to sit up on is that coaching change possibly being made. I mean, that was just not good. Jerry Jones said it was like the worst you no-loss know, that that he's experienced basically something like that 48 to 32 they lost speaking of um teams and struggling and playoffs uh let's stand down on this uh Miami Dolphins revolutionary offense everything they're doing i mean come on they they were every time they played a good team this year every time they played a good defense just didn't go they stay average 21 22 points a game over the last 10 games after 32 points a game i think it was and now the Miami Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, have the longest playoff wind drought in the NFL. It's been, is it 20 years or 24 years? Whatever it is, the Miami Dolphins now have the longest playoff wind drought in the NFL. Chris Trapasso, our buddy, actually tweeted it, and I retweeted it. So let me just read it, what he wrote here. Uh, Miami Dolphins now, here we go. Dolphins now hold the top. Here it is. Uh, top. Spot for longest playoff win drought in the NFL. It doesn't have the date, but there you go. All right, Sneaky Joe DiBiase's got you from now until noon. We are sticking with a Buffalo Bills Football Monday game day. Sabres coverage at 11 with Brian Kozio over on the Bet 1520. The game will be there as well against the San Jose Sharks this afternoon. Puck drops at 1 p.m. Bills Steelers for 30 p.m. Right here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Keep it here. Sneaky Joe DiBiase takes you the rest of the way on a Buffalo Football Monday Extra Point Show.